Today is a glorious day, for today we welcome a new god among us. Ascended from the mortals below, a hero in his own right. His efforts on Earth have been marked legendary, and all of mortal kind have given us no choice but to accept him into our pantheon. Everyone join me in welcoming Matt, the god of... What was it again? Nutritional yeast. Uh, right. Uh, Matt, the god of nutritional yeast. What deeds endeared you to mortal kind? Uh, I mostly just provide nutritional yeast, which is a healthy alternative to cheese. Um, you can use it on eggs and popcorn. Um, yeah, some people like put it in smoothies, but I think that's weird, but... Eh. Does it help win wars? I mean, yeah, it keeps everyone pretty healthy. It has some B12 in there, some uh, some good protein sources, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's impressive. It sounds like a green. Yeah. Matthew, uh, god of nutritional yeast, uh, show us your powers. All right, so if I just had, like, a bag of popcorn... So, someone so conjure him a bag of popcorn. I got it. Thank, thank you, Jeff. So if I just took this bag of popcorn, it's good. And, you know. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if I just took like a couple tablespoons of the nutritional yeast and just threw that in the bag and then closed it and just like shook it like that and get everything coated, I, I just think it adds a nice little kind of additional flavor. Just want to give that a try. So, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad. Right. It's not bad. Everyone, Matthew, <laughs> the God His wonders have amazed. Welcome, Matt, to a pantheon. Oh, cool. You are among one of the first new gods to join since last year. Thank you. And we will introduce you. Obviously, I'm sure you know the rest of us, the legendary gods of the pantheon. We should introduce you to some of our newer members. There's Jeff, you met. Yeah, Jeff and I met. God of cinema, yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and these two over here. <laughs> uh. And these two over here are the gods of irony. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. I'm Alan. Hi, Alan. Th this is my friend, Matt. He's also Matt. This is probably going to get confusing. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll think of a, a differentiation. Yeah. So nutritional yeast, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, I it just kind of fell into my lap. Just something I'm, I'm really passionate about. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So, I mean, no, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. No, yeah, I mean, you first. You yeah, go no, for no. it. No, I'll be, I'm, I'm the new guy. You go. Okay. I mean, so obviously we're the gods of irony. Yeah, I was going to ask, what is that in, you know, what does that entail? Um, so it's kind of like one of those things where you you look at the Pantheon and it's like, oh, whoa, he's got a lion for a head. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. He yeah. drives a chariot for the sun. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what are those two guys in the corner? Like, they're not even buff. <laughs> so that's us. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we made a podcast back in the 2000s and um some people liked it and they thought oh, cool. that was probably worthy of like it would be like funny you know like only the people that would who knew would be like hey those are my gods <laughs> yeah right, right yeah tell me about your podcast actually i that's one of the cool powers bestowed to us is we can just play an episode out of thin air it'll sound like we're just talking to you but it's actually from oh. thin air wow that's actually 
Yeah, just close your eyes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, I love it. Oh my god. I'm Alan. I'm Matt. <laughs> Bathe in our glory. The, the weirdest intro we've done yet. <laughs> So the only reason, literally the only reason I, I said what I said was because I went to Trader Joe's, like, literally, maybe, like, 45 minutes before <laughs> we started recording. And I picked up nutritional yeast because I was out. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, sure. It occurred to me halfway through that one that I meant to come back to it to lead us into the podcast somehow, but I never did that pre-work. Oh, God. <laughs> so it just stops at show us your powers. And I was like, how do we get uh, back to the podcast? Right. It's like, okay. <laughs> also, just, I do like it, but nutritional yeast is an awful name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't sound good Awful name. <laughs> but it actually is pretty good. I do like it on popcorn. I've never had it. How are you doing? I am tired. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In like a cosmic sense. Oof. It, yeah. Well, something I will talk about, but yeah, it's just been a long week. How are you doing? Uh, I'm also, I guess, cosmically <laughs> emotional right now. Yeah. I had a very, very emotional week. And uh, we're going to get into that as well. Oh, fun. So this is going to be an emotional episode. Lots of emotions. <laughs> Which is good. I know uh, one of my one of my good friends who I know is actually a regular listener, Ramon. What up, Ramon? Check him out on Instagram at Mosquiat. I will put his Instagram handle in the in the show notes. If you like art or hip hop or fashion or memes, I like all those things. It's like all those things. He's a <laughs> he's a great follow. He's a really really super talented artist, and it's in, he has really good taste. So, but he always lets me know like your podcast is so good. Like, oh my god, you made like I'm laughing, but then I'm also crying. It's so good. And I'm like, holy Thanks. crap! All right. Yeah. He mentioned to me he listened to it while he was painting, which I'm like, thanks. Wow. We have ascended to like white noise while while you work. <laughs> I think that's on par with a muse. So I'll take it. I'll take that. Yeah. Did you know that you're my best friend in the entire world? I like to think that we're best friends. Yeah. I didn't know it got the whole sub back half. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. When we were living together, did you ever think about killing me in my sleep? Um, no. Uh, there were a couple times when I was, you know, I'm not a very confrontational person. And so like little habits or just little things would maybe like, Oh really? Like what? Well, you, you're like the pickiest eater I've met in my entire life. That's true. So that was a little bit like if I was cooking, it was like, can we not do that? I'm like, <laughs> the kind of thing, but that's not like, like that's not a, a awful thing. Like, you're my like dad. Oh, four more of those and I'm going <laughs> to freaking murder you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it never got like to that level. Like my dad's a picky eater too. So I grew up around him, but it was just like, <sighs> if I'm cooking, <laughs> you're going to eat what goddamn give you. Um, but no, I, I never got to the point where I was like, I can't do this. Well, no, I didn't mean like that. I meant like there are times when like you would be passed out on the couch and we'd be watching TV and I'd look over at you and I was like, I could easily just stab him in his throat. Right like, I could we, do it. Yeah, like we're. I could you, just do it. We live together. And you're completely vulnerable. I've never thought about that, <laughs> um, but there were a couple opportunities I could have done it, and no one would know. <laughs> 
that's not one of my things. I just like thought it. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was wondering if it's like maybe I have a weird brain or if other people will roll over in the middle of the night, look at their significant other or whoever that's just like asleep, completely vulnerable and thinks, you know, I could kill him. I think that's a fairly normal thought. I think it like, and now Jenny's in the room. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize she's in the picture. She's like, just like washing dishes. It's like, what? <laughs> there have been times that I've I've been cutting something with a real big knife in the kitchen. She's been in there and I was like, I could just stab you like right now. <laughs> your laugh was so loud that your mic like, muted it for you. Sorry. Oh my God. Well, it, I think it's like that little voice that you have in your head sometimes mm -hmm. that like says, you know, when you're driving a car, I could just go to the guardrail. Oh yeah. I could just like stop short right now, but you mm -hmm. just, you don't, but you just like, I could just do that. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I think, I, I, I think it's like just that voice. <laughs> and then for the majority of people, they're like, well, that was a fun thought exercise. I'm not going to do it, but that was fun. So what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> that wasn't even what you wanted to talk about. No, it it's an interesting topic though. No, it is. I wanted to talk about our friendship. Oh, and I wanted to talk about how important you are to me. Thank you. You're important to me too. Okay, I want to start with our story. Do you remember when we first met? I was actually thinking about this, I think fairly recently. The thing was when I, I was rushing for a single pie. And then I think at one point you texted me saying, hey, do you want to like go to the library? I think it was the gym was the first time we met. I think it was the gym, right. I think it was the gym and then you like went to the library and then you said, like, do you have any questions about the fraternity of the chapter? I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that was, was that was it. Yeah, I knew it was when you were rushing because Matt was older than me, but he rushed later, which <laughs> is like the process through which you find out about the fraternity. Right. And so I was already in the fraternity when he was trying to find out about it, and we were not instant friends. I don't think. No, there was a bit of awkwardness there and i think it comes from where we both were kind of the, the the context of the way we met which was like you had in a way i had power well it, you had power i did not you kind of had a it sounds bad but you kind of had a job i guess yeah we were just to like recruit to me recruit or, like, you, yeah. or like answer questions so there's kind of this whole thing hanging over it versus mm. just like being friends once all that pretense was over with we, we became pretty fast friends yeah, for sure. I wanted to talk about how you are the reason that I am the person I am today. <laughs> I don't laugh to be like, wow, like laughing because it's funny. I'm yeah. just like, it's one of those responses where it's like, wow, okay, uh, <laughs> sure. In 2014, one of our fraternity brothers from another school posted about an opportunity to work at a summer camp. And this is only like one small aspect of how Matt has completely shaped me as a person. But one of the positions available was an assistant waterfront director, which sounded amazing to me. Like, I love water, I love camp, and it sounded like a really cool adventure, but I, I did the thing everybody does where I'm like, that was really cool, but I don't think I'll do it. You know, you didn't, yeah. I didn't want to like put myself out there. And then you contacted me and you were like, oh, I'm applying for one of the other positions. We should apply together. Yeah. So that's how I applied for that job, ended up getting that job, ended up starting this whole series of summers working at that camp, eventually working professionally for that organization. And then we ended up moving together. Yeah. 
I think about who I was when we first met and then who I was able to become thanks to my experience out at camp. And I think about the person I needed to be, mm-hmm. like to be where I am today. And it's just like, blowing. like I wouldn't have all of my lifelong friends. I wouldn't have any of, I, I don't think I would have the kind of morality I have now. Mm and moral structure, I would probably be stuck in the same rut I was back then where I was just not a good person. And even if I got out of that rut, I certainly wouldn't be anybody who Jenny deserves to be with. Mm. So honestly, because you did this small thing where you were like, hey, let's do this together. Like my whole fucking life changed. And I'm just like, I'm so grateful because because like i'm really really happy thank you thank you so much yeah i mean that was such a like butterfly wing kind of effect and i mean i i had no idea what i was getting into with that job yeah (laughs) Uh, i did not know it was boy scouts when i applied i did not know the property i was never in scouts i never did any of that that was not my bag uh and so it was just kind of like oh sure it's a different it's a different job than what i'm doing you also helped me a lot through that time because you were out of the womb with a class a like (laughs) kind of thing um and so i have a very very distinct memory and if any of the people from the pot from camp listen to this i i mean no disrespect by the by this story about to tell so i moved to camp basically a week before Alan did because I was an area director at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan moved in a couple days after directors got there because he was 18 plus staff. Mm-hmm. I think you were quite 21. No. So you're 18 plus staff. So you were there after. And I remember we, we bunked together the first year. And I remember him moving in and me, like him pulling up, like me seeing a familiar face, I'm like, oh my God, let me help you get your stuff. And like <laughs> got everything out of his car and walked over to the tent I had picked. And I look at him because, like, thank God you're here. He's like, wait, what's going on? And I was like, <laughs> everyone's so weird <laughs> and he's like what do you mean i'm like everyone just has like their own phrasing everyone talks about everything differently like what am i it's like yeah they're weird they're boy scouts <laughs> they spend time in the woods like 90 percent of the year and i'm just like what uh and so you really helped me like just navigate the culture shock right yeah of what the hell it was because it was going from like hi i've never heard of a scout to like you're teaching the program. <laughs> like, wait, what? It's like, it's like, it's like if someone showed you a picture of a car and then said, okay, now teach this man how to drive a NASCAR vehicle. <laughs> it's like, I can't do what? Like, so you really helped me with just like navigating that whole like thing for what was it? 12 weeks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You're, you're right though. I didn't realize either just how, how much the, the culture affects how you socialize in that way until you pointed it out to me. And I was like, yeah, people will just sing songs. They'll mm-hmm. just jump up and start singing. And right. Then, She's I, like, wait, <laughs> what? When? <laughs> when did that happen? I just want to eat my meal. <laughs> I want to eat my, my like kind of okay chicken tenders. <laughs> But and then, and then it just kind of went more and more and more. And when you, eventually, as we got more acclimated and kind of, I became part of that group and 
kind of became acclimated to it. And so we have a lot of similar friends Yeah, through that job and through that program. We have a lot of a similar stories and I'll say experiences, good, bad. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll have to sit down and talk all about camp. But since we're on the topic of you being the best friend in the entire world. <laughs> oh, jeez. I remember one summer when my girlfriend like broke up with me a hundred percent yes i remember this this was probably like the fourth time that was a rough relationship and mm -hmm. i did my fair share to make it so and so like at that point when it like officially ended i was i don't know how long i cried in that tent yeah i remember you were crying in the tent i remember burning the letters Oh God, this is so dramatic now. I, this it, was before it is, Hamilton. It is very dramatic. It's right. It was. That's basically what it was, though. She like she had you all. She like gave you all these letters that were like for when. Yeah, when you're sad, for when you miss right, me, right? Yeah, which yeah. is really, really you know nice and thoughtful and sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, after that, <laughs> it uh, hurts. <laughs> they're they're not. Yeah. So I remember. I just remember burning those and everyone being like, "Oh, like." Yeah, kind I of, mean, that was after I composed myself enough to leave the tent. Right. I didn't think I was being that loud. And then I stepped outside the tent and everybody was like giving me a wide berth. Yeah, <laughs> I like, yeah. I was like, was I crying loudly? Yeah, I remember that. I, I had a, a similar kind of thing that not a f affected me a lot. I was mm -hmm. able to kind of compartmentalize. Right. Um, I remember during program, I remember it was like an afternoon. The one time I got cell reception because there was no cell reception anywhere. <laughs> I remember getting a call from my mom and her leaving a voicemail saying, please call me as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I went to my staff, like, hi, I need to step away. Mm -hmm. And she basically said, hi. So we want to let you know that we had to put Molly down, oh, uh, right. my schnauzer. And I never had a dog pass away before. And so it was just like, okay and had to like go through program yeah everything's <laughs> fine and i remember like having to like go right to dinner and be with campers and staff and being like yep and just had to like kind of compartmentalize and i think i got it to a point where just like i didn't yeah but that was the thing is like you when you go through something in a in a situation like that you kind of don't necessarily have the time yeah to deal with it because you're on mm-hmm like it's a show essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's a show for until Saturday at 12 PM. Mm -hmm. And it, that's not to say it's, it's fake. You can be you and be all happy and, and smiley, but you can't bring everyone down. Kind yeah. Of. Yep. So a lot of the times when everybody is up and on, it's genuine, but when you're not feeling that way, that's when you kind of have to fake it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting it's a challenge. It's a very, very mm -hmm. unique challenge. That's very unique to certain to certain jobs. I think of like that. I think of like anyone who works at Disney. Oh yeah. Or Disney's even more hardcore. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, th that job I think gave us a lot. Took a lot from us in yeah. certain ways. But I think it definitely brought us closer together. I think it definitely just yeah. It's a I yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on camp that I'm still I think working through. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. There's a lot there. I thought about that. I was like, holy crap. And I mean, I, the fact that you're friends with me in the first place, mm -hmm. like we're really good friends now. And I think yeah. I'm an okay friend. You're um, a good friend. <laughs> you're, you're a good friend. Okay, thanks. But when we first met, I don't think I was a person that you should have been friends with when we first met. I don't think I was like a great person. 
And I don't think I had the best thoughts either. I don't know. No, I think we can, you know, at one point or another, we can each kind of look at ourselves like, oh, God, like, what was <laughs> like, what was I? Right. They let me leave the house and talk to people kind of <laughs> approach. Every person you meet and every kind of opportunity you get does something to change you and make you better. Yeah. Either it makes you better explicitly or tells you what not to do. I'm sorry we stuck on this for so long. It's just oh, I wanted to. <laughs> don't apologize to me. I, 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 I like to be gassed up a little bit sometimes because <laughs> I don't do it enough. On a totally different note, <laughs> one of my favorite experiences is when Jake gets his haircut because he's a totally new animal. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's completely different. So when he gets like shaggy, it's like he is an, an actual literal Ewok from the planet of Endor <laughs> fighting the empire. When he gets his haircut, he then transforms into the flying dragon from Neverending Story. <laughs> Okay. And he has a lot more like personality and you can see his eyes and he just looks better. I just really like that because he smells nice. Everything just looks cleaner. Right. And usually get to see my mom too, which is nice because his groomer is in the same town where she lives. Oh, sweet. So I'll like drop him off and we'll like go have drinks at like 12 <laughs> p.m. Um, yeah. So like recently we I went to his groomer, dropped him off and my mom and I went to grab lunch and just kind of did some other errands while he was getting done. And just when he got picked up, I'm just like, oh, oh like, yes. <laughs> and he had his little bandana and it was just great. And I just like that experience of him getting a haircut. <laughs> yeah. When when he gets really shaggy, if anybody's familiar with Star Wars, those big mammoth looking things that sand people ride on they're like mm, mm. that's yeah. what he looks like it's just straight hair yeah. all the way down it's like snuffleupagus like just boom <laughs> hair everywhere someone once said he looked like appa yeah he does it's very appa but yeah when he, when he gets his hair cut and when he's done it's just like i just kind of want to hold him and just like smell his head yeah oh yeah like, like you smell that he said he's just like oh there's a noticeable change in his energy levels too. Mm -hmm. He's always like way preppier and like jumping around. Yep. He's always like smiling and oh man. <laughs> you kind of see his eyes too, which I think his eyes are 90% of his personality. Yeah, I agree. Because I think you pointed out they kind of go slightly <laughs> eh. Yeah, slightly like outward both ways. Right, right. And just like <laughs> that, just staring at you at whatever hour of the night. It's just like, what? <laughs> it's just like, what do you want? Okay, come here. Hey, Jakey Jake. <laughs> Do you want to say something? Perfect. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Go back to sleep. We can never get him to make the noises that he's like iconic for. Oh, we, no, never. Never, ever, ever. One day I'll get it. Jake does these perfect like... <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Jenny said that she's had full conversations with him where she'll say something and he'll grow him back and she'll say something and he'll grow him back. But yeah, no, I just like when dogs get their hair cut. Me too. I like when I get my hair cut. Oh, Jenny said something to me when I couldn't get a haircut back in like the first lockdown and I mentioned that I want to get a haircut and she just goes, I know that feeling because the minute you start thinking about it, it's the only thing you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally absolutely. the only thing. I'm like, yes. That is 100% true. Because it's with you all the time. So you can't <clears> put it down and forget about it. Those were troublesome times. I want to talk about my mama pa. <laughs> like, you, you're, you're, like your mother and your father? Exactly, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just, I, <laughs> I don't know why I love when people say like mama and papa because it's like...
Mama, please. <laughs> Are we going down to the well, Papa? <laughs> Give me the bread. Uh, like, <laughs> these two people are just the best. Yeah, your parents are pretty great. And parents in general. I'm a big fan of parents. Unless they're dumb, I guess. Unless they're like bad parents. Yeah, which, but, yeah. You know. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of good parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've talked about parenting before uh, and how neither of us feel we're currently ready for kids. Mm -hmm. So I have to give some serious credit to my parents for raising me and my siblings. Because that's something I mentally cannot comprehend doing at this stage. I'm meeting people nowadays who say that they haven't spoken to their brother in like 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah. We've had some people come to visit their family members and they're like, don't tell my brother I'm here because I don't. We haven't seen each other in 20 years. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I can't imagine having like some separation in your family based mm -hmm. on geographic stuff or whatever. But like to that level and the fact that I'm seeing it more and more and more, like I don't know what my parents did to embed this kind of sense of connection and mutual love between me and my siblings, but it worked. Yeah. We all get along. We love getting together. We still get together for birthdays, holidays, like family game nights. There's like no version of my future that doesn't involve my whole family. Well, I also think your, your parents had you involved in things that emphasized groups and emphasized teamwork a lot. Wow, I haven't actually thought about this. If we're going to like armchair expert my way into this, your parents, well, your mother is in Rainbow Girls. An Eastern star, yeah. An Eastern star. Mm -hmm. And is also like a scout mom. So she's very involved in the program that way. Your dad is a scout master, Freemason. So, and I think by extent, you kind of carried that into the family unit and just like that sense of organization and that sense of like, we're one thing. Yeah. And I think that carries a lot and just the way, not necessarily like the way you're run, because I mean, like, like your sister was not elected <laughs> ASL. Like the, din yeah. the dinner table recognizes my younger sister. You right, exactly. right, right. Like, please, we recognize the ASPL, <laughs> and, she, and she will lead the family for the next week. <laughs> kind of thing. It's not like not quite, not quite, but like just like that, that sense of like we are one thing. We are one kind of unit. Mm -hmm. um, I think that carries over a lot into just the way your, your family operates. I think about this a lot because it wasn't perfect. Yeah. I don't think any family is. There were shouting matches and oh, yeah. like threats of running away mm -hmm. and yeah. you know somehow magically making it so that we're not born which is like a weird threat <laughs> yeah <laughs> my mom my mom used that one my mom used i brought you into this world i can take you out <laughs> a lot when you're kids you're like i wish i was never born it's like yeah well you're here <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do too late i made the choice for you <laughs> <laughs> Or that classic time that my sister and I threw chairs at each other. Was this you and my older sister? You and Kay, I can see it. Because <laughs> I don't think I don't think your younger sister would. Because I just imagine her being like, "Okay, yeah, we were we were not good siblings. They were definitely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were mean to each other quite a bit. I I feel really bad about that. But like through all of that, I still get together once a week to play D&D &D with my younger sister. And yeah. like I text my older sister and we hang out and we love each other's company, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I don't know if they even know how they did it. And I feel like that's mostly it, though, is just like I've gotten to the point where I have a certain relationship with my parents where I can like kind of talk to them about how I was raised and not necessarily provide feedback <laughs> but like have a dialogue about it i've got um some notes i've evaluated some no your efforts. so when i was six <laughs> um 
the hell was that? I didn't get the Power Rangers <laughs> White Ranger sword. Do you want to explain that? <laughs> was that a specific choice? Because I don't feel like I've grown from that at right. all. Right. I just want to. I just want to explore that. <laughs> but like, I had that dialogue. Where it's like, all right, so like this big life changey thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about that. Not like you could have done better. Right. Like, all right, here's how I think that affected me. Hmm. Let's kind of talk through that a bit. Yeah. Like, what do you think? And in just that way of like how this affected me now, where do we go forward? You know? Right. I often feel like I struggle to have those conversations with my family because I empathize a lot with my dad, obviously, because he's male and that's the role I'm going to fill eventually. And I don't want to tell him the stuff he did that affected me and like how it affected me. Yeah. Cause like at the end of the day, I'm the one who has to work through it and like become better. And yeah, he, he may have had a hand in that, but if I was him, <laughs> that would just make me feel really shitty because yeah. there's not, he's like, I, you're already grown. <laughs> you right, like, I, I can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it is a very interesting discussion that you like, don't just bring up. Like, I'm not just going to text my, my dad. Be like, Hey, remember when you said that? Let's, uh, let's like, even that comment, shall we? Right. I think you eventually get to a place where your just parents have, you have a certain just rapport. Yeah. That is just like, Hey, I'm, an adult. I'm more of an adult, I'll say. Than <laughs> we're, like, we're adult. Didn't you just turn 30? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, I'm more. <laughs> well, like versus 28 versus like a 23 year old. Yeah. Living on a couch. Mm, true. You know, having showered in six weeks. <laughs> like, uh, like five dollars and forty five cents in my checking account, and I'm like, oh boy, I can go to get coffee. Right. But I think once you get to the point where you're like kind of a bit more established and just come into your your maturity a bit more, I totally get that. And I think I've hit that with both my parents, where if I need to sit down and have a serious discussion with them, I. Yeah not only feel comfortable in doing that, but I also feel like they respect me and where I'm coming from. Like they don't mm-hmm. view me as a child coming to his parents. They view me as another human being. That's the, that's the change. That's the change. It's not like a, Hey mom and dad, like, Hey, can you, can you take care of me? It's more just like a, Hey, let's kind of speak as people. Exactly. Anyways, I don't think parents get shouted out enough. My mom, my dad did a great job. We're all still here. None of us died and we're all doing great. <laughs> and we like each other, which is really important. Exactly. So it's all thanks to those two crazy kids that fell in love. <laughs> Did you know and when uh, my mom met my dad, my mom was engaged? I think I remember hearing this. I think I, well, why do I hear about this? <laughs> uh, I think, I think I, somewhere in the back of my head, I think I heard this. I'll have to have them on to talk about the story. I, I won't do it justice and I don't know all the details. All I know is that when they met, my mom sat in front of my dad on purpose because she knew she'd have to miss some classes and she needed someone to copy notes from and she thought my dad was cute there it is <laughs> i i think i think that's how the it, story went that's really nice though it's very i don't know why i think like hoop skirts and like back to the future <laughs> like a button-down short sleeve and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> their hair is curled out but all like yep. ponytailed to one side or whatever they were yep. in college so i don't think they dressed <laughs> like that but in like what like the 70s i don't want to do the math i want to do them the justice of just leaving it into the vague era of the past (laughs) just somewhere in the past (laughs) i have a plant on my desk me too it's nice i like Mm -hmm. it um i'm not good at it 
but <laughs> damn it <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that was freaking funny i'm sorry oh god i need to be like choke uh, I'm, I'm not, not good at, <laughs> i'm not good at the plant i'm trying my best but basically i i got this little fern that is supposed to like be an air purifier like it's supposed to be like the natural air like every single plant is an air purifier because they all take in carbon dioxide <laughs> and expel oxygen. so i'm a sucker for marketing and i had a thing on the little tablet that said nature's air purifier i was like oh yes technically the truth <laughs> you're not wrong and it's like oh you only need to water it like once or twice a week and you don't need to keep it in direct sunlight which it kind of isn't it's like by a window so it's getting more sun but it's not like in the sun i'm not good at this plant because it's kind of brown in yes. a lot of places. Right? Like, what the hell? How do, how do plants work? <laughs> like, I've I've watered it. Mm -hmm. I kept it in the sun. Which is what so it I'm, says. Right. And so I'm not sure why it's curling and why it's brown. I talked to a friend of mine who is a uh, self-described plant gay, um, which is a <laughs> subset of gay. It's like, so if we're talking about like a, like a chart, so if there's gay at the top, there's a bunch of little like sub- groups right it's like picking your like uh your class in D, D. yeah like you're a warrior but like you're a warrior monk <laughs> you know so there's he's a plant gay basically okay. has a whole bunch of these plants and i'm like why i sent him a picture it's like why is this happening it's like when did you water it last i was like just now it's like i think you're watering it too much and i'm like okay so i stopped and I was, <laughs> well, like i like i like i stopped watering as much and I was like, it's still doing the thing. And he was like, well, what I need you to do is take a bit of the soil and squeeze it. Does water come out? And I said, no. It goes, then you should water it. <laughs> That's your test, though. You need to take up a piece of soil, squeeze it. If water drips out, then it's still wet and it's good. Really? At least for a fern, I guess. And that's another—that's what I don't understand. Why are other plants different? Yeah, plants. But I'm trying my best. And I just like having this plant because I'm just like, before I didn't get it. Like, I was like, why? Mm -hmm. but, now, but now that I've tried to make this thing and I'm trying, it's still not still there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make it work. I'm just like, please don't die, plant. Yeah. Please don't. Like, please, please live. Especially when a plant's on your desk. Mm -hmm. it, you build a weird camaraderie with the plant. It's yes, like we're in this together. I need you to not please die. But it's just all just one of those things like, what do you want? <laughs> what can I do to make your experience as a plant better? Right. Um, and I'm just like, okay. What's frustrating for me, we had a bamboo plant, which might be up your alley. Literally, you put like a, a stick of bamboo in a bunch of rocks and you fill it with water, and that's it. Yeah. The bamboo decides if it's hungry or not. It's right. just gross. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, cool. I had that plant on my desk probably for the past year and I loved seeing it because it was just in a cute little like sprout thing. Yeah. Jenny recently was thinking that maybe it was outgrowing that pot and that's why it hadn't grown anymore. Right. And so she's like <laughs> hovering to see how I tell this story. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? It was dying before the transfer. It was already dying before the transfer. She wants everyone to know that. The fact that it's past tense. <laughs> exactly. Is like. Tells okay. us all we need to know. She yep. shifted it into another pot. And like the next day, the thing was brown all the way through. I was like, what? 
What right, what, exactly, yeah. It's, I don't understand. I'm currently on the apartment hunt for a new place, and the person I'm looking to move in with has a bunch of plans. And there's a place we looked at on Saturday that had like a kind of fire escape porchy thing. And so I was like, oh, I can keep the plants there. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> what if we have to escape during a fire? <laughs> it's like, then we take the plants. Um, <laughs> and so that was a thing, which is like, oh, we have to keep in, keep track of plants. Okay. Oh, we got to think of where we're going to put the plants for every place we look <laughs> right, at. Right, exactly. Right. Oh, I love this window. Yeah, but that light might be too harsh for my plants. Uh, <laughs> okay. This whole place won't do. Just <laughs> the light. Feel that? Take a sniff. Yeah, it's too human. This air is just too human <laughs> in this part of town. So we we can't do this. I want <laughs> unless, a divorce. Unless you want to invest in 14 dehumidifiers, this isn't going to work. Oh, my God. <laughs> We just live in a basement with grow lights and humidifiers. <laughs> this is the tough one for me. Okay. Okay. Over the last week or so, mm -hmm. depending on when this comes out, a good friend of mine had passed away a long time ago, and we finally got around to burying her. Like We were finally able to do it. And that's the first person in my life who I've seen a lot of and then attended their service like that. Like I've been to services for people I knew, but never hung out with. I've been to services for like my Nana, who I saw maybe once a year for Christmas. But like this was somebody I saw like five times a week for three years, you know? And so I think it really hit home in my mind, the concept that when somebody dies, you just can't see them anymore. Yeah. Like I didn't... I'd, I, it sounds stupid, like I'm not an idiot, but like I just didn't understand because like we've, I don't know if we've mentioned it, we're working from home, we're living at a home, you're not seeing people anyways. Right. You suddenly heard, you know, whoever died, you wake up the next morning and you're like, well, nothing's different. Like, yeah. like they weren't in my apartment before and they're still not here. And so I think that was the catalyst for this experience I had which was, I'm, I'm gonna swear, which was fucking like, like, I, I, I don't even know how to, yeah. uh, okay. So it was April 12th. It was two days after her service at approximately 9.30 PM. I was playing a video game and watching a movie at the same time <laughs> yeah. as I am apt to do. Mm -hmm. And Jenny came in to let me know she was getting ready for bed because I had said that I wanted us to go to bed together because I missed her and I missed hanging out. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's still 20 minutes left on my movie. I don't like to just stop things without finishing them. So like, I won't be to bed, you know, at the same time as you. And she was like, okay, that's fine. Like it wasn't even an issue. Yeah. And that's when like my brain like freaking clicked, like something either clicked on or clicked off because I suddenly was like fully 110% in the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, in the movie Click, <laughs> starring, <laughs> starring Adam Sandler. Yes. So Adam Sandler has this reality controlling remote and he skips past parts of his life and eventually it starts auto skipping. And like the only parts he gets to live through are the parts that he like suddenly becomes lucid for. You're right. I felt like I literally, like I, I am not exaggerating, I felt like I became lucid. Like I had mm. been gone 
and I was suddenly here. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why do this is a it's a movie like hold yeah. on. And I like shut down the whole computer. I was like, <laughs> no, yeah. I want to spend time with you. And and we hugged yeah. and we like pushed the coffee table over and we danced and yeah. <laughs> I was bawling at yeah. everything. I was looking around the apartment thinking like, this is the time we're going to look back on when we're married and we're going to be like, remember when we were just starting out, we were in that shitty apartment. And I was like, <laughs> I fucking love this shitty apartment. And I'm thinking like, we could die tomorrow. So I want to like hug you as much as I can mm. and like, just take it all in. And I, I don't know how much other people know about me, but like, I'm not, I don't consider myself a crier. Mm. But I was just like bawling, yeah. just like looking at everything. And it was just like so clear in my mind that the reality is that none of us know if we're going to live next year, next month, next day, next minute. I was living in this haze, following routine and waiting until things get better, which I think is like something that's fully enforced by the current life we're living, like the environment. And that's just not an option. Like just, you, you can't live that way. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, the sucky part is, is that I uh, don't feel like I'm like, I still have it. How do you mean? Uh, so I ended up going to bed really, really, really scared. Yeah. Because I... Because I, I didn't want to go away again. Yeah. Um, so like, <laughs> I like took a, a picture frame off the wall because I was like, maybe if I wake up and things are a little bit different, like I'll stay here. But like my whole week, like everything is so pattern heavy. Like I get up at 5 a.m. I would get dressed. I wash my face by 5.15. I make breakfast by 5.30. I sit down and eat breakfast while I watch a 24-minute show. And then I get up and I brush my teeth. And then I leave so I can be 15 minutes early to work. And my work is like monotony. I do the exact same thing every single day. I really like it. But like everything about my life is so pattern heavy. Mm. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized how much in a haze I am every single day as I'm just kind of waiting for the next thing. And I don't want to feel like that anymore. And it's just a scary thing because I was so certain that I was in the moment because we've talked about it so much, you know, taking time for yourself, breathing, being in the moment. But I can sit here and like look at something and try really, really hard, but it doesn't always work. That makes a lot of sense though. Cause I think the, the really challenging thing for us in the place that we're in, I know a lot of people are, is that patterned life. Is that sense that you don't get to take a lot of breaks or do things outside of the ordinary. And so I think when possible, having those lucid moments or having just those things to fall in love with are so necessary. And I think it sounds weird, but like the pattern makes 
the lucid mean more. Right. Like if every day was your birthday, no day is your birthday. <laughs> you know, it's like I think it's that same logic of just like if every day is this incredible experience, then none of it's incredible because it's all just routine. I think to say you can find just like little pockets of joy and lucidity, just that experience of spending time with someone or with yourself and being okay and just having that experience be that experience. I feel like I can't do justice to it. You know, when David Foster Wallace said that when you switch your mindset, the mundane becomes sacred. Yes. I understood the concept, but I didn't understand the feeling Mm -hmm. until this happened. Yeah. And maybe it's something that I just have to keep working at, but like, I can't make that feeling come, you know, like I, right. Jenny and I can sit down on the couch and eat dinner in silence and it's nice, but like my mind isn't like fully there. Like I'm, I'm partially when we're married, I'm partially before we met, I I'm, I'm partially back at work. I'm, I'm partially here, you know? Right. I want to talk about it because for one, it was the fucking best I felt in a year. Yeah. And two, I want to talk about it because I don't want to, pretend like I don't want it to be that time I was just really happy for no reason I I want it to be recorded I want to process it I want to bring it up again and again and again because I I don't want it to stop I, I want it to come back and so I think part of that comes down to just having that happen like to your point you can't make that emotion it's like we talk about a lot on here is that mindfulness mm-hmm I think that works with negative emotions and positive emotions. So if you're mad or you're angry or upset for whatever reason, part of that mindfulness is acknowledging that that's how you feel, not fighting that and letting that happen. And because if you try to fight that, then the conflict will make you feel worse. Similarly to positivity, if you force yourself to feel positive or try to make yourself feel positive and you're just not there, there's going to be more conflict with within you when you don't feel that way because you're trying to force yourself to do that. I've heard that I've heard referred this kind of idea referred to as toxic positivity, right? Yeah, which is like a whole other thing. But I just think letting that feeling come and letting that finding what triggers that. I think the the important thing is noting. All right, when do I feel this? When do I feel happy? And I also think, like you said, in the year. The actual mm-hmm. literal year that we've been through, I think, is not the yardstick to measure just because it has been so collectively traumatizing for so many people in so many different ways. We can't say like, oh, I should be happy all the time because it's just not how it works. It's different from happiness. Like you said, it's been collectively traumatizing. And I feel that the reason we've fallen into monotony and routine is because everybody is just singing the mantra of just get through it, just get through it, just get through it. Mm -hmm. And not everybody's getting through it, you know, like not, not everybody's going to see it to the end of this cycle, you know? Yeah. So like what happens to the people who are like, just get through it, just get through it. Just, I mean like the people who, who, who die. Yeah. Like the people who are, are trying to just like, wait for it to get better and then they die and it's like uh, things 
are going to get better, but things are here right now. They're like right next to you. They're right in front of you. And if you keep singing that mantra of just get through it, you're going to miss all of that. And worst case scenario, knock on wood, and I wish the best for you and your health, like you might lose all of those things. And I think that's a thing that kind of flickers in and out of your mirror you know, every now and again, that every now and again, you have this like, I, this could be it. But like, until now, that thought did not cross my mind. But you know, in a month, I might be like, Oh, my God, I'm gonna die someday. What the hell kind of, you know, whatever else. Yeah. Uh, another podcast, I, 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 I talked to you about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Right. One of the hosts on that show, Casper Terkyle, basically mentions one of his like daily things he does while he's like, brushing his teeth (laughs) is he says you know you could die today it sounds rather morbid but it's he describes it as rather liberating yeah it makes a lot of sense to me now yeah because you're just like it could happen and it just normalizes that and just allows you to kind of process that this is it this is your time and so use your time um and just kind of just like make you kind of savor those moments (sighs) like even this yeah Like if I try really hard, I can kind of grab onto the thought that we are both talking together in this moment right now. I am moving the hole in my face to make (laughs) sounds at you through this machine and you're hearing it like 40 miles away. Not not quite that, but just the fact that like... But like... Yeah, if that's how you get there. But like you, like my best friend, we are like in this moment the two of us talking to each other and and it's so hard for me not to have this other part of my brain that is thinking about how this will be edited or that's thinking about the person who's also listening in the future with us right now yeah it's so hard for me to just look at you and be like hey you and me we are here right now i think that's what you kind of have to do yeah every now and again is just remember I'm here now. But that's also like a big ask to do. Is it just like, I need you to remember that you're conscious at all times. Yeah, it's stressful. It's it's a lot. So I, I, I don't think you should like ding yourself for like taking a mental breather to just shut down a little bit and to disassociate. Yeah, it's just scary. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to leave for another eight months, you know, like I, yeah. Because it was so easy. like I didn't even realize it was happening, you know? Yes. So I'm terrified. I'm just terrified of falling back into a pattern and just watching my life go by. And I think that's ultimately it is like, is you have to find the thing that makes you not be passive about your life. Yeah. Well, shit, everybody. Sorry about that. This is what you get. You're listening to a podcast with us in it, and I'm one of the us, and this is where I'm at, and this is what I wanted to talk about. This is like this project is yes, it's about like positivity and celebrating things, and sometimes celebrating things is complicated. It's very, very weighted. Yeah, I mean, I I want to celebrate this. Yeah, because it was amazing. It yeah. was awesome. Normally, if I were to slow dance with with Jenny, I would be sitting there like just thinking about what we would do after or, you know, thinking about the idea of what we're doing, but not actually what we're doing. It's, it's a completely different experience. 
and I can't describe it, but I, I want other people to have it. I want everyone to have it. Kind of ties into my, I have this idea of good chaos. Okay. My week has been chaotic mm-hmm. in the sense where I have been busy. Yeah. Between looking for a new apartment and doing errands and exercising and doing all this stuff that, you know, I don't do when I'm not working, it could be rather chaotic. And I had this moment on Saturday because I woke up early, relatively early, to go to the gym with my friend Seth. Seth and I, you know, have hung out a lot recently Mm -hmm. just because he's become a, a good friend. And we did that. I went to the gym and he goes, what are you doing now? I said, well, now I have to shoot home, get myself together to go to a friend's like goodbye brunch because my friend, another friend is moving back to Florida. So that was going to be a big emotional thing. Yeah. So I got to go get ready for that. He goes, well, when do you have to go to that? I think it starts at one. And he goes, okay, well, it's 9.30 now. Let's grab food. We went out, grabbed breakfast, kind of wandered around, got a few drinks. Mm-hmm. He goes, all right, now you have to go. So I just ran home, got <laughs> dressed, got myself together. As I got to the restaurant for this brunch thing, mm-hmm. the person looking for my apartment with texted me saying, hey, can you do a showing today at five? Oh, God. In Somerville. And I was like, yeah, I should be able to. So <laughs> I went to the restaurant. Then they were like, oh, well, we're leaving this restaurant. We're going to another bar. I'm like, okay, we're going to another bar. <laughs> Did that. And then they were like, okay, so we're going to run to Somerville. And then saw this apartment. And then they were like, are you coming back? I'm like, yes, I am. And then went back to the other thing. Because <laughs> this is the last time I'm going to see you for God knows how long. Um, and so it's just this like, boom, 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 like, boom, boom, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then Sunday was not as bad, but Sunday was still like, all right, so now you're going to go back. You gotta go see that place. You gotta go do that area. You, you said you go for a walk with that person. So you gotta go do a walk with that person, as well as like make sure you rest and get ready for the week and mentally prepared for the whole thing. Right. And then the next day on Monday was gym. You know, I worked for eight hours. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say the literal second I closed my laptop, I got a text from Seth, the same person I went to lunch with on. Mm-hmm. Saturday. And he goes, what are you doing right now? I said, I just got off of work. I was like, well, come to this place. I'm bored. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I like, went to this other place and it's like, oh my God. <sighs> and it's just, it's just been chaos this entire week. And I say chaos in the sense of just being in the terms of breaking up my normal routine in a good way. Like, yes, during it, it was not necessarily the most fun. It's just like the sense of forward momentum and the sense of like, I have stuff to do. You know, we're breaking this up a bit and just kind of being present, kind of to your point. I just like, I am in this restaurant or in this bar or, you know, looking at this apartment and then just like a night. Then after that, I get to go do that and that and that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that idea of good chaos kind of contributing to breaking up that monotony, breaking up that like day-to-day slog, as it were. Is it the running around that you enjoy retrospectively or was it just like the seeing multiple different people? I think it was the seeing multiple different people. I think it was just the sense of busyness. Like movement? Movement. Because for the last you know year, I kind of haven't. Like I, like I have, I've gone to see friends and I've been safe about it and all that. Mm-hmm. But it, I never, I didn't experience like you have this and this and this, like, but it, like you have this laundry list of things to do. And it just wasn't in the, the cards. It right. just didn't happen. 
So when it did, it was like, oh God, like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and we're just going. It felt nice to have that again, have that chaoticness. I think I understand what you mean now. It's like the excitement because it's not inconveniencing you because no. it's, it's all stuff that you want to do or you like doing. Yeah. But it's the spontaneity of it is exciting. Absolutely. And I think that was mostly it's just the, the sheer spontaneity. Oh, did I say that wrong? It says spontaneity. <laughs> is that not how you say it? Spont spontaneous, spontaneous, wait, what? The spontaneity. It, that's how you say it? That's how I say it. Spontaneity. Where's the A in the normal words? Sponta oh yeah, spontaneous, <laughs> spontaneous. Like I said, the only way you can describe it is just chaos. Because mm. I don't think chaos is inherently bad. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, th I think chaos is just is. It's just complete just movement in like the truest purest sense of that word and so when it does happen like that and the the day-to-day -day is so broken up it's nice to every now and again have that and then come back to the normal sometimes because like i said earlier it kind of makes the chaos special mm -hmm. or it makes the it makes the the new new because if i just did that all the time it just doesn't have the same effect versus if i sat at my computer for eight hours and worked and then did the chaos mm -hmm. it it has that contrast yeah i get what you mean i think the reason i was so defensive about supporting routines and patterns is because yeah. i was i'm just scared no and i think it's, i also think you're going you're still processing but i understand what you mean routine allows for the special right through spontaneity yes and I, I totally get what you mean it's fun it's fun to have a saturday that's just a lazy day but then mm -hmm. like suddenly it's like real special when one of your buddies calls you up and they're like hey i'm in town like, yeah let's get drinks and you're yeah. like oh suddenly this is a special day right it becomes special and i think part of it is also like just making those things special so just finding just ways to have those moments of this is good this is nice yeah even if it's a lazy sunday or a lazy saturday or whatnot i have a distinct memory of like a saturday i like had nothing to do and i like it was raining out and so i like i'm gonna order <laughs> pad thai and i'm going to play miles morales the entire day <laughs> like, and that was the thing and that was like a lovely day i have that in my head mm -hmm. but i also have saturday in my head where it was like hi i drank a lot of things and <laughs> saw a lot of people and i yeah and that was also like the same level for me there's nothing saying that you you also can't be the instigator of spontaneity in other yeah. people's lives I mean, oh absolutely i mean somebody has to be the friend who's in town so. someone has to be someone has to be the friend who's in town yeah i like that a lot actually <laughs> i mean it might as well be you so i think just embracing that opportunity i think we mentioned this a couple episodes ago just like you know reach out to that person yeah if you're thinking about them reach out to that like hey just say hi i mean it breaks up their monotony even if the monotony is relaxing they'll appreciate the spontaneity absolutely makes it special <sighs> I feel like we've landed on an okay place. I was starting to get sad in the middle. <laughs> My heart was hurting. Yeah. Not sad, sad, but I'm glad I'm glad I got to talk about that with you because I really wanted to talk about it. And I also wanted to share it with everyone so that in case it can help somebody else who was like me. Yeah. I I don't know what it was that happened. Like maybe it was the service that broke me out of that funk. But like, maybe this can be an instigator for somebody else to break out. And if yeah. that's what happens, that makes me really happy. And I think just finding little ways to, this is going to sound like such a like 
target wall art <laughs> thing and i apologize but romancing your life okay but like just finding things that like just initiate that click okay yeah yeah and we, and we talked about you know how certain things make you feel cool and make you feel better and happy it's like that or just like little life experience moments just little day-to-day -day things of just like i get to see the same delivery guy every day yeah and we're friends like <laughs> um so like that could be a thing it's just i think it's just i think changing your not changing your mindset but just like recognizing that there is the opportunity it will happen mm. and when it does i will savor it yeah exactly and then it will go and then it will come back right and not being so afraid that it won't come back that you end up keeping it away <laughs> exactly i think that's the biggest thing is like i think if you keep chasing it it's just going to resist yeah but i think we landed in a good place i agree and i you know like we said the nature of this thing is to be kind of a diary of sorts to be honest about these things which are sometimes very simple and sometimes <laughs> they're very very complicated feelings which is right. part of the whole part of this whole thing like <laughs> i want to personally reach out to lakey inspired because we've never done that and this has got me thinking that maybe we should reach out to him and just say hey yeah. we use your song the process as our theme song and we honestly do appreciate it we really like the song and we thank you for making it i think we should and we'll see what he says or what they say i don't know if he's a person or they're a person yeah <laughs> we'll see yeah. we'll see what the omnipotent lakey says <laughs> I just saw like Bender floating through space as the god. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I thought. I don't know why. But special thanks to Lakey Inspired. Mm -hmm. And special thanks to you. This program is brought to you by viewers like you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when you when they tell you that when you were like four, you're like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what a network is. Right. Where he's like, what's a sponsor? <laughs> You're like, I don't know what PBS stands for. <laughs> what is? I'm just here for freaking for lions reading books. Yeah. <laughs> or lions reading books. What was that? Was it um, reading rainbow? Reading rain <laughs> I'm reading just rainbow. here for reading rainbow. Reading rainbow, library lions, <laughs> uh, dragon tales. Well, there was one which was about computers. Between the oh, Lions. Oh, I was yes. saying Between the Lions, yes. Thank you. Between the Lions. Uh, the one uh, with the robots was Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase. Great, great show. Ah, uh, quality. You can listen to us not on PBS, nope. but on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, as well as your mom's bologna sandwich. Mom! Your mom's bologna sandwich doubles as a podcast device that you just have to find it in the right light at the right moment and you put your ear up to it it plays our podcast yeah don't bite it though because that causes it yeah if it doesn't play our podcast your mom made the sandwich wrong i'm sorry yeah we got it next next time but hey we want to hear what degrees are worth celebrating in your life so reach out to us shoot us a message through facebook but that's that's really the only way uh facebook if you follow us on instagram send us a dm yeah slide into our dms on instagram throw us a degree shout out to my papa who i mentioned uh this week for giving us his thoughts on in and of itself which were very enlightening and i shared yeah. them with matt it was very nice your dad had a lot of great insight yeah so please let us know what is worth celebrating in your life love to share that with everyone matt i wish i could hold your face thank you for being here
Thank you for being here, Alan. And thank everyone where you are in this moment. Thank you, honestly, for being here. Play us out? Yeah, play us out. <laughs> you can open your eyes now. That was good. Yeah, that was that was that was one of our more emotional ones. Yeah, that was that was nice. That's a cool power. Thanks. Jeff is gonna uh, show a movie on the cloud bank if you want to make us some more of that. What was it? The, new, what? New, new, <laughs> nutritional yeast. Yeah, you could put that on the popcorn. Yeah. You know? Do we know what he's showing? Yeah, it's Zootopia. Okay, I actually do like Zootopia. Is he gonna talk about how Zootopia is like a metaphor for prejudice? Not quite. He kind of heckles the movies. Yeah. Be okay. prepared for him to mention how animals don't really talk through the whole movie. But it's funny. Like, it's ironic. So I'm digging it. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Don't get the yeast. All right. Come on, Matt. And Matt, let's go. <laughs> it fades into the sunset and the sounds of the <laughs> opening credits of Zootopia. <laughs> and then just get Shakira. 